Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Scripture this morning is from Philippians 4, verse 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let all men know your forbearance. The Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. This should be a pretty familiar song to most of you in the, in the congregation. Um, I chose it because, uh, like most good songs, it illustrates an aspect of the human condition. It doesn't resolve it. <laughs> it simply portrays it. Um, and that aspect of human condition that it's portraying is whenever trust has broken down, or communications have broken down, we're tempted to just isolate ourselves, close down and cut off uh, our relationships um, in all different ways, not just in personal or romantic relationships, but in families, political differences, uh, religious differences, and so forth and so on. Stay in a deep and dark December. I am alone, gazing from my window to the streets below on a freshly fallen, silent shroud of snow. I am a rock. I am an island I've built walls A fortress steep and mighty That none may penetrate I have no need of friendship it causes pain, it's laughter and it's loving I disdain. I am a rock, I am an island. Don't talk of love, for I've heard the word before. It's sleeping If I'd never loved, I never would have cried. I am a rock. I am an island. I have my books and my poetry to protect me. Touch no one, no one touches me. I am a rock, I am an island. Don't talk alone. 
May the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Ah, good to see you all. Good to be with you. On a recent uh, podcast, Kelly Corrigan spoke about everyday forgiveness. Corgan began by saying, as the holiday season kicks in in earnest, here's a short list of things to keep handy. Throat lozenges, scotch tape, a dust buster, blankets, and plenty of extra forgiveness. She goes on, and I'm paraphrasing somewhat, the why of forgiveness is more obvious than the how. It takes a lot to break through the wall of emotions. The song, I'm just thinking, the rock feels no pain. The rock feels no joy. The rock, no emotions. It takes a lot to break through disgust, anger, hurt that blocks us from forgiveness, especially when the offense is cruel or damaging. How do we even begin? It helps, and now remember, I'm quoting her, to invoke memories of my own crimes and misdemeanors. Among others, I have mistaken identity for character. I am only partly informed. I am influenced by media, and much more. Once my recall has been revived, I try to stay in the memory as long as I can hear it and bear it. The more detail I can conjure, the more completely my sense of outrage dissipates. The Catholics of my childhood might call this process confession-adjacent. I think of it as humility, and there is research showing a link between facing our own flaws and finding our way to forgive others." End quote. I remember asking a seminary classmate one time if she was going home for Thanksgiving, and she said, no, I can't afford the therapy. <laughs> Family gatherings can be both wonderful and fraught with something less than that at the same time. I appreciate Kelly Corrigan's wisdom sharing, especially when she said, as we brace for conflict and maybe nurse grudges, we would be wise to consider a posture of grace. 
The Apostle Paul's letter, which provides our scripture text today, is concerned not only with how the Christians are acting in their own community, but in verse 5, he turns to the church's dealings with those outside. Quote, let your gentleness be known to everyone. Consideration of others is to be shown to everyone, not just to fellow Christians. Paul is urging the reader to let their lives be a proclamation of the gospel, reflecting the light that we know in Jesus Christ. In my life, our youngest son is preparing to graduate from high school, and so we've been in a season of college applications. When writing about himself, he has been reflecting on his character. Now, Kelly Corgan mentioned, and I don't know if you caught it when I was quoting her, she said, I have mistaken identity for character. What do those words mean to you? When I heard this, it, it caused a, me to pause. What does it mean to mistaken identity for character? And have I done this? Now, you could put the words identity and character into your search engine, but the definition of others aren't really what I'm trying to get to here. What do they mean to you? Identity and character. I wonder, and I'd love to talk to Kelly Corrigan, when does she know when she has mistaken them? So it got me to thinking about one of my favorite graduation gift books to give is one that was written by Maria Shriver. It's from her commencement speech that she gave at her nephew's high school graduation. It's titled, Just Who Will You Be? And here's a quote from the description of the book. Just Who Will You Be reminds us that the answer to many of life's questions lie within, and that we're all works in progress. That means it's never too late to become the person you want to be. It is never too late to become the person you want to be. Well, on our liturgical calendar, this is the last Sunday of the year. Next Sunday, we welcome the Christian New Year as we enter the season of Advent. And the intention of Advent is to prepare for the birth of Jesus Christ. And on Christmas, we'll sing joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Now, many of you probably know that this song was not intended to be a Christmas hymn. And again, you all can research it, but please, not now. Although I know it is tempting, I mean, let me just Google that, right? And the temptation and the apple have something in common. <laughs> but I've digressed there, so please, just take a note, and if you didn't know that, you might want to look it up later about joy to, joy to the world. So what could it mean for you to prepare him room? Let every heart prepare him room. To me, it's being intentional as I consider the gatherings that happen this season. Just who will I be 
as I engage in conversations? Where does confession or humility come into play? And what about my identity and my character? The Apostle Paul reminds us to pray. In this scripture context, Paul is calling for prayer to disrupt worry. Paul is calling for the peace of Christ to disrupt our angst. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now that doesn't really mean if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. It's not really like, oh, okay, the pastor said to say something good. Like, so, you wore a coat. You know, it's not like, you know, like you're like, I got to say something. And all that you have are negative thoughts. Instead, I would encourage you, and I believe Apostle Paul, of course, completely different context than uh, gathering with your family. But the idea is, what is within? Where is my thinking? Where is my centering? This week, if you gather at your table, at someone else's table, at the kids' table, or if it's just a TV tray in front of football, I hope that you will have a centerpiece. Not flowers, not a candle, and not peace, P-I-E-C-E, -E. rather P-E-A. CE, that at the center of you will be peace. You can be intentional about your centerpiece. You can be intentional about preparing him room. So here's a short list of things to keep handy. Your centerpiece. Your posture of grace and extra forgiveness. Meditate on our scripture passage to see the spiritual practices that can guide your intention to be just who you will be. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen.
podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week.